Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. In the Six Sigma structure, we talk about the model of DMAIC. And so the first step is define. And then the second step is measure. During the define phase, it's nice if you have a current performance that you're at and a gap, and a gap of where you want to be. That's the goal to accomplish. So if you say that, um, and I'll use this example throughout here today. If you don't have enough sleep, then your current performance would be how many hours of sleep do you get? And then the goal would be, I'd like to get more sleep than that, maybe an extra hour or two hours. And that is the gap. And that is what defines the problem. If you say, I get six and a half hours of sleep and I'm happy with that, then there is no problem, right? So we have to have a, a gap somewhere to say, that's what I'm trying to close with my improvement. So it's only a problem if you want to be at over seven or eight hours of sleep. And so sometimes when we're trying to figure out if there's an issue, we might need to gather data to determine if we actually have a problem or not. So I had this problem myself. I got a Fitbit tracker. I was tracking before just hours of sleep. And I have written about that and I'll link to that article about how I made improvements over the last couple of years on the total hours of sleep. But the newer versions have a sleep score and I wanted to find out is the quality of my sleep improving or is there opportunities there? But I don't know how bad my sleep is right now. So for the last month or so, I've been collecting the data about my sleep score and trying to understand what that means to determine if I actually have a problem. And then if I have a problem, then I can decide where do I want to be or what is excellent or good and then I can create a problem statement around that to say my sleep score is 70 and I want to get to 80. If I look at my score and it's 85 and I'm happy with 85, and these are numbers out of 100, then no problem. Go work on something else. So oftentimes the very first step is you need to collect some data to figure out if you actually have a problem. So going back to my sleep score. I've been collecting that data. My average has been around 80 out of 100, and that's considered good, a little bit above good. And so I think there is opportunity to improve that. Seems like there's a lot of emphasis in the sleep score around your uh, deep sleep and REM sleep. And that tends to be the area that I'm not getting enough sleep. So that might be a more specific targeted approach I look at is to say, I want to increase the amount of REM sleep or amount of deep sleep each night and focus on that piece of it. Whereas maybe the overall score is okay, within there, there might be opportunities. And I was having a conversation with someone who was also doing a project around their sleep. When they, when they first collected the data, it said they were getting six and a half hours of sleep on average. And they actually were happy with that. They were surprised that it was actually that good. They thought they were getting much less than that. The difficulty came in that they didn't feel like they were getting that consistently. So it would be three hours one night, then 10 hours the next, and 12, then back to four. So it, the variation in their sleep was all over, and that was causing other issues. 
And in addition, the quality of the sleep, they didn't feel like they were getting a really good rest. They woke up tired and frustrated. They are now looking into the details and seeing that it, uh, also deep sleep is an area where they really were suffering. And so they can now look at the history of the data. And we recommend 20, 30 data points just so you can see some of the variability in your numbers. So that's a good baseline. So for sleeping, that might take about a month to collect that up. But then you have an idea of where you're at, how much fluctuation are, is in that number. You already start to see some interesting things about the highs and the lows of those times. And we want to start to think about what are the commonalities between there, between the high readings, um, and why do they differ from the low readings? What about the times when you got really high scores? What were you doing well? And the times you had poor scores, what were the difficulties or challenges you ran into? So that baseline data helps us understand where we're at and also is the start of us breaking down and understanding how we're going to improve from there. When people bring up an idea or a problem and there is no data, the first thing I would recommend is go get some data. And let's confirm that if this is a really a problem. Before we waste a lot of time putting a team together, can we at least get some initial data that says, this is why we're going to look into this? through that process of the define phase and then ultimately into the measures where we really dig deep, that might be where you want to really refine the problem a little more closely. So you might say, I'm not getting enough sleep. And then through measure, you might say, actually, I want to highlight a specific type of sleep, the REM sleep or the deep sleep. And that might be where you focus or target for your improvement. Or you might do that early on at the very beginning and you start the project saying, I know I'm going to focus in on deep sleep. It can happen either place, but the very first thing you want to do is understand what's my current performance, where am I trying to get to? And that gap is that problem. But if you don't have that data, then it's really hard to, to put that together. And it's going to be a hard time to convince others that this is something you want to work on, as, as well as yourself. If you don't really understand where you're at, it's, you know, it's not going to be very motivating for you to improve on it when you don't really know how bad it is. Take a little bit of extra time, gather data if you can, see how it comes out and really assess that current state. So you can decide, am I happy with that? And if not, then I can now decide where I wanna be and then come up with a, a roadmap and a plan to go get there. So hope that helps a little bit. If you have any questions, you can ask questions through the Anchor app or reach out to me through the website, biz-pi.com. Again, this is Brian. Thanks for listening. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.